All right. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Haley here with another episode. First things first, I want to thank everyone who has continued to support me. I really appreciate you all taking the time out of your day to truly listen and engage in these conversations with yourself and just in general with other people. Um, Shout out to everyone that has um, been giving me encouraging messages. I really appreciate it. It gives me the ability to continue to think about what types of episodes I really want to cover um, and the topics that I want to engage and bring up to light. So if you do have something in particular that you want to share or that you want me to talk about, by all means, go ahead and send me a message. Um, I'm not really great at responding back to people. That's one of actually uh, the things that I put a boundary to how much screen time I absorb just because I do work all day as well. And I'm also at the same time uh, recording these episodes. So if I don't get back to you really quickly, it's because of that reason. But um, so here goes. I really want to focus on talking about generational trauma. And um, this is a heavy topic. So (laughs) for all y'all out there that are just experiencing a lot right now, and um, I want to bring up to light that This week in particular for me, um, I've had to really embrace a lot of heavy emotions, just things that have been coming up for me, um, either just past traumas or just in general, um, things from my past just resurfacing. And it's been hard for me to really process all those emotions. And I want to be aware that I am present, um, but my heart and mind are very jumbled right now because I'm working through my own personal stuff. And I want you to be aware that if I'm not fully engaging in this conversation, um, it is because I'm also trying to hold space for my things. So one thing first that I want to really bring your attention to is through podcasts, um, there is a way that you can heal. When you listen to other people's experiences and stories, it allows you to reflect on how and what you're doing with your own story. So I want to include a list of podcasts that I had listened to prior before creating mine and giving them the credit of where I also am in my journey too. So I also, um, before podcasts, I would watch a lot of YouTube videos. And that's something that we should all be grateful for in our day and age that we can listen to all kinds of podcasts from anywhere in the world and whomever is trying to just speak their truth, um, you know, step into their existence and their own creation of how they want to approach life and what their experiences are and hoping that what they can say changes someone's um, journey, right? So um, support podcasts, not just this one, but just in general, um, when you like, follow, share, and when it's a word of mouth, people start to listen and whenever they feel like that right time is, is coming up. So really just take some time to acknowledge um, how much we are able to access all these resources too. It's super easy. And um, just knowing that if you want to change something in your life and you, and you really want to do something with yourself in the aspect of how you control your emotions, how you view yourself and the way you respond to trauma and how you react, there are tons, tons and tons and tons of podcasts and episodes and all kinds of stuff out there that can help you really navigate through these experiences and just know that you are not alone whatsoever. Um, 
So go ahead and do your own research. That's my challenge for you all today. Find someone that you really vibe with, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube video, um, someone on Instagram, any social media platform, really engage in what they're trying to enlighten people with and seeing how you can connect with that and start changing things for yourself. So let's get into it, right? Um, Generational trauma. This one's a this one's a doozy because um, there's so many complex layers to it. Um, one being culture, right? Depending on your background, where you're coming from, and what I'm focusing on is our Latinx culture. Um, so Hispanics, Mexicans, whatever you identify with, um, just knowing that I'm, that's going to be my lens and that's my focus because that's how I was raised to be and um, where I'm growing up with. So if it's different for you by all means um, we can have similarities or differences but I hope that still in this aspect you can kind of take away just in general of generational trauma that impacts everyone not just one specific culture so um, first thing I want to really define what generational trauma is and it can vary right depending on the type of trauma you have, whether it is physical, mental, emotional, or a combination of all of them. Um, and also there is a generational land trauma too. And it's obviously focusing on colonialization and how much of that has impacted um, mm, lots of cultures, the way we um, interact with our own culture, our ancestors, and everything along those lines. So I will get into the nitty gritty of it. But first in general, I want to define what generational trauma is. And generational trauma is the amount of emotional, I'll say baggage, that are, you are carrying as whatever um, third, fourth, fifth, however much generations are behind you. It is the trauma that our ancestors went through that is being passed down by great, great grandparents, grandparents, parents, and you in general. Like we, you and I, we are carrying this generational trauma. Whether you realize it or not, we are still carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. And when you begin on these healing journeys and experiences, you have to think about what your parents went through in order to understand how you are being with yourself and how you are parenting yourself and what you want to do to change that for future generations. So whether you want kids or not, it is the way you interact with people that still is being influenced by that generational trauma. Um, and so first off, like this week, I've had a lot of conversation with um, people in my life around generational trauma. And I had this question asked of, well, how do you talk to your mom about this? Um, how do you talk to your dad about the amount of trauma that they have caused and understanding and viewing that they still have trauma that they're holding on to that they don't know how to process because they were never given the tools to do that. And I'm going to be real with you all. I do not have a clear, straight answer to this. And I am still trying to figure it out because it is a really difficult process. Like 
because I am a psychology major and I am working on myself, I see things differently, right? Like I'm not trying to use like my degree on my family, family or anything like that, but more through my healing journey, I've been able to experience what it means to look at my mom and dad's trauma and put it into perspective of how that influenced me, right? Because the way we are socialized, the way we are being taught and the way we learn is so ingrained in us. And that's why I said in my um, last episode that we should be teaching um, the the more uh, how do I say this I don't want to say sh- like the right way because there is no right way to teach it's just not the same way we have been doing for years right for generations because obviously there's an effect to it now more than ever mental health issues um, are rising up and specifically with the pandemic because now like i said before we have halted everything and all of our emotions are being are rising up it's like a, a freaking volcano like there's so much underneath all of that and at one point people are going to blow up and when they blow up it's going to be through anger through sadness through depression anxiety all these really heavy emotions and so when we are not aware of the generational trauma that we carry from our parents from our great grandparents or grandparents just in general it affects us in the way we manage conflict in the way we manage our relationships how we communicate and so for me, when I think about having a relationship with my mom, I've had to take a step back um, because at one point I held so much resentment towards my mom for the amount of things that happened between us Um I used to say that my mom um, is a master at emotionally blackmailing me because she just knows exactly what to say to really, really bring me down. And just in general, um, in our family, that's like, I don't know, it's just it's so prominent in our family. Like our parents know how to exactly verbally and emotionally cause us so much pain um, because they know our weaknesses and they use our weaknesses to, you know, um, gaslight us, to manipulate us, to guilt trip us. And that's freaking sad. We shouldn't have to sit here and be like, well, I have to sacrifice this part of me because my mom won't understand or my dad won't understand or my grandparent won't see me as as a human being or as a person, right? Because I'm not doing or I'm not serving to them the way I should be. And so when you sit there and you start reflecting on how many pieces of your parents are really affecting you in your life, then you start feeling this way even more. So before it, you're just like, yeah, whatever, I'm dealing with this, this, and this. But when you actually start thinking it, it becomes heavier. And I want you to know that you don't always have to hold that space for yourself, that there is so many families out there, so many children that are experiencing this, that are going through this too. And just know that you are not alone. So when I think about having um, conversations with, I'll just say elders because It is harder to communicate with parents, at least it is for me, because I still haven't gotten to a point where I can be clear as water with my mom about who I am, what I'm trying to do with my life, because there's still one, a lot of, um, you know, walls and boundaries that I have set with myself of how much I engage with engage with my mom specifically. Um, And honestly, rekindling um, my relationship with my dad because he wasn't really present in my life 
for a while. And it was it's so many reasons, right? Like there's just so much to that that I won't even begin to go into those conversations. But right now I'm just trying to, you know, leave the things in the past, mend what I can mend right now and learn how to take a step forward, not even try to move on from everything that's happened because all of that trauma is still very present. It's still hurting, but I'm choosing to, you know, realize that he is a person and I am a person and we're trying to do the best that we can in the moment. And all the trauma that he was carrying um, was passed down to me and I need to know how to manage and how to separate those things and when to tune into that trauma and when to just, you know, take a step back and rest. And that's a lot of the work, too, when you are, you know, being aware of this generational trauma, you have to allow yourself to rest because the amount of hurt and pain that you go through when you're being aware of all of this stuff, you have to allow yourself that space to be like, damn, all right, I can't do family this weekend because of X, Y, and Z, or I need to have a hug for my mom because I'm sad. I also have resentment, but I also want to know that like, I love her at the end of the day. And that has been my main um, driving point of still to this day, I have a lot of work to go through, right? In, in our generational pressures, when you live in a Latinx household, um, there's these kind of, well, there's a lot of gender roles and specifically how you have to act as a woman um, in a relationship with a guy. And just in general, our culture serves guys as if they are everything on the planet. And I think that is absurd. Like, uh, the amount of catering that guys get versus women is so ridiculous. And the amount of praise and how much we put guys on stepping stones and just in general on pedestals is insane. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, there are things that can and can happen, but that, that is a generational trauma that we need to start realizing within our culture is we are literally telling, we are reinforcing toxic masculinity. We are reinforcing all these gender roles that you can't have a job because you're a woman or you have to stay at home because you need to take care of the kids. And I'm just like, how about both? How about one day someone works, one day someone else doesn't work. And if it's hard for both of you to be working and having kids, then in the first place, don't have kids. If it's something that financially, mentally, and emotionally, you cannot handle if your relationship is just rocky in general, right? And our older generations never knew that because they got married and started having kids at such a young age. And I'm saying, I'm not saying do not have kids at, at a young age, but I'm just saying being aware of how that's going to affect you, how having a kid completely, completely changes your life, right? It's not, sorry, it's not just because you can have a kid. It's because how are you going to raise them? How are they going to navigate who they are in these spaces and the type of people they're going to become when you are not around, right? And what type of influences are they going to be taught? So you have to work through your emotions because if you don't, you will always project it onto people, right? And so, for example, my mom, uh, whenever she got upset about things that were happening in her life, she would definitely project onto me and my siblings. And she still does to this day, right? So to this day, I've learned to essentially just listen, 
because there is nothing that I can say or do that will change my mom's point of view of how she is, you know, freaking out about something or she gets angry about someone or something that happened to her. And you have to be aware. You just you just got to listen sometimes. Um, And it sucks because, you know, there are times where I, you know, can't handle half the stuff that my mom is saying because I have a lot of stuff that I'm dealing with on my own and our parents don't see that. They see that as you're their kid and essentially you're their therapist because you're going to listen to everything that they have going on. And unfortunately, they feel like they don't have anywhere else to go to depending on the type of family you're in, um, if they don't have a good support system or if they do kind of thing. And so um, it becomes like this hard, intense, draining, venting session. And you're just like, I feel helpless, right? I feel helpless in with my mom's situation sometimes. And I'm like, damn, like there's nothing I can do because one, you caused this for yourself. And I'm trying to make you aware of what you're doing is causing the situation, but you're neglecting trying to hold space for that. And then at the same time, I'm just like, I, I feel like another layer of pressure on me to have to get my degree to start like, you know, um, getting my life together in order to show her that I can help her and support her. But then there's just another layer of like, well, I don't, I shouldn't have to do that. Like I have to, I essentially had to be the grown up in my mom and I's relationship. And that my friends is intense to realize. And when you start to realize these pieces, whether it's whoever brought you up and brought you into this world, right? Because um, unfortunately, some of us don't have the privilege to have parents or just in general. Um, some folks don't really have the ability to have a loving or supporting family or a family that is just in general there to guide you through a lot of things in your life, whether you're raised by your grandparents, by your by your actual parents, and even in that sense, um, you're raised to kind of be alone too because they have to work all these hours and they're trying to put a roof over your head and food on the table. And so that's why all these other expectations fall through in it and add these layers of pressure of you having to get your life together and you having to be this picture perfect child and appreciating everything that your parents have done by coming to the United States. And then you having to self discover your, your, your identity, who you want to be, what you want to do. And that's why I feel like a lot of people in their teenage years just crumble because we're, we're essentially like dumping this load of everything onto younger generations of like, you need to get your finances straight. You need to go to school. You need to go to college. You need to be everything that I couldn't be. And so then you create this like huge bubble pressure and some people suffocate, right? Like that's why a lot of more mental health issues are happening around. And honestly, like when there's just so much I like I could talk about, but, uh, we have to keep in mind that the way we can change this, right? Because obviously we cannot um, ignore the fact that there isn't generational trauma. And when you start to heal this generational trauma, you are creating a pathway and paving the way for your children or just younger generations to realize that the way our parents taught us to respond to trauma or 
in general just respond to anything doesn't have to always be that way. And when you start to change things in yourself, you will start to change the way you perceive people, the way you interact with people, what type of people you allow to be into your life, how they influence you, right? And so my mom used to tell me, um, dime con quien andas y yo, y yo te digo, or something like that. I don't even remember. It's just essentially saying like, tell me who you are and I'll tell you who you're hanging around with. And, um, you know, that phrase used to just trigger me. I'd be like, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. Like I have friends, like they're true friends and all this stuff. And it got to a point where I, I, now that I'm older, I realize what that means. It does truly mean that who you are hanging around with really influences the type of person you are. So if you're, you know, out every single weekend, just drinking, um, and, you know, doing drugs because you're, that is the only way that you can really cope, then you start, you got to start asking yourself, what can I do differently to not have to use alcohol to make me feel better for the type of person that I am. And I'm not saying like, don't, don't drink or don't do drugs or anything like that. Like I went through my phases of, um, drinking too much. Uh, and (laughs) I don't, I don't miss those days. I hate hangovers. I honestly, if I don't have to drink alcohol, I won't. Um, I kind of just like stepped out of that bubble of always having to drink alcohol because now I am aware of my emotions and I'm I'm working through that, right? It feels better to just be upset one day and not be hungover the next day. And I can actually pay attention to what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. So I gave you a lot of pieces to work with, right? Start thinking about the way your parents parented you, but also being aware that it's not your parents' fault either because that is what they knew at the time and they worked with what they knew and they gave you the best that they could. So giving them that space and giving them that credit of, you know, they brought you into this world with what they thought was best. And it's not their fault that they didn't entirely know how to communicate, that they didn't entirely know how to deal with the emotions that you were feeling. Right. Um, So there is extensive knowledge out there about ways to reparent and just just in general, um, ways to parent your parent. Um, When you are going through these emotional and mental changes, you have to be aware that you'll reach a certain level of awareness that your parents won't know. And then they'll start to like get angry at you for why aren't you doing this? And why are you talking about this? And you're not the same anymore. Like the amount of times I have gotten that I'm more sensitive because I went to college is ridiculous. Like, no, like I'm actually just being aware of who I am, my emotions, and I'm sorry that you have to suppress them. And then I get defensive and I'm like, okay, I got to revert and like have to rearrange how I'm speaking to people because they are the ones being triggered by things that they see that they wish that they could work through, that they wish that they could process. So if your parents get angry about something that you did, just know that there's more behind that. There's triggers, there's trauma, there's pain. um, And you have to be aware that when you are healing, you also have to learn how to set boundaries and how to be with yourself, but also hold space for them and not ignore everything that they have been through. I know that there are families that don't even talk about what they went through in their younger years because it is that traumatizing and they don't want to give that to their kids, but they're holding all these demons and all the weight of the world on their shoulders. And you've got to think about how that's putting a toll on them. If you are yourself are feeling like you have to bottle up your emotions. Imagine how much our parents, our grandparents 
have had to hold because back in the day, if you spoke about your emotions, you were seen as weak. You were seen as um, someone that couldn't handle life. So they had to become resilient in who they are and how much they shared. And even in marriages, they had to feel like they had to hold two different spaces because it can manda manda. And um, I'm going to like get on my horse and just be like this tough, badass person. If that is your persona, then you need to start asking yourself why you're doing that. Why are you putting this front of I got my shit together and I don't need anyone and I don't need to talk about my emotions? Everyone does. So you got to think about that when you bottle all these things up, eventually it's going to come out one way or another. Okay. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about the pieces that I gave you today, just know that they're, well, first of all, you can Google them too. Google ways to deal with generational trauma in a Latinx household or just in general, um, whatever background you are, you are from, but just know that there are ways that you can slowly start changing everything that is happening to us. Think about future generations and um, actually start, you know, the best practice you could do is if you have younger siblings or just siblings in general, siblings are easier to talk to than it is to parents because it's just like that. You know, you got a connection with your siblings more differently than with your parents because they went through the same thing that you did because of your parents, right? So just keep all of that in mind. I hope that you all are doing there, doing well, taking care of yourself. Make sure to drink water. Staying hydrated is super important for your body. Remind yourselves that you are loved, you are appreciated, you are welcomed, and you matter so much. Don't ever feel like you are alone in this world because you are not. If you all need any support and guidance in looking for mental health resources, financial resources, or just anything in general that you need, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I will be more than willing to help in any way that I can based on my experience or just things that I am learning still to this day. I really appreciate all of you and I hope you all have an amazing day. I am sending lots and love and light to every single one of you.